We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself. Because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order? Cashback guru? Low intro APR lover? With US Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. US Bank credit cards are issued by US Bank National Association ND. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Honest, I would put myself in the same category as D-Wade. Now Artestis jumped onto the scorer's table. Artestis in the stands. This man was a bona fide scrub. He can't play. When I go to the writers to tell me who can guard in this league, I'll put a gun to my own head. Welcome to the award-winning Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, sponsored by DraftKings. It's Friday, November 16th, 2018. Alex Berutha here next to Shannon. And on the phone always, as always I should say, is Ken K-Train-Kreitz. All aboard! This podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, feel free to leave a nice review or else you can listen and download on the Rotowire website. So today we're going to talk about some news, get into some free agent targets, and then to our DFS picks, as always. Um, I guess the most, I got some of the most recent news in the NBA is Carmelo Anthony politely being asked to leave and never come back um, <laughs> by management uh, of the Houston Rockets. He's not, he hasn't been officially waived. Yeah, I don't understand. Why is it so hard? I, I don't understand why they're just not cut. Well, technically, another team might theoretically possibly want to trade for Carmelo Anthony. I'm not sure that's going to happen. Uh, so they're sort of taking the baseball designation approach where they've 
essentially announced we'll trade anything for him. Yeah, I mean, you they would literally trade anything for him. And I, right. I think he's eligible to be traded in December, so it would be a little while yet. I assume if they can't find a buyer, that they would just drop him, and that would be the end of that. Although, I know there's some luxury tax implications, all that, all that fun financial stuff. But do you guys think that this is ultimately the end of Carmelo's career, or maybe this is just his final year in general? I think it should be the end. I mean, he's he's got to have. I mean, he's got that crazy contract in the past from the Knicks, so money wise, he's got to be great. But he doesn't play defense anymore, and he insists on taking woefully inefficient long-range twos. Uh, and his shot percentage is tanking. I liked Chris Webber's quote during the game last night. What, I'm going to paraphrase it, but he he said, uh, "Age, when 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 age jumps on your back." It grabs you and doesn't let go, which I can attest to firmly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't disagree that I, – I, I think he will continue to play. I think there's going to be a team that is interested enough in bringing him on board. He's got to buy into the role that they they want him in, though. Um, like Philadelphia, for instance, I think it makes ton of sen- a ton of sense given their lack of front court depth um, and depth at the three and the four um, following the trade with Minnesota. I, I don't, I, I don't think they would Philly would bring him in and have him start at power forward over Wilson Chandler or anything along those lines. But if he's willing to come in and play, you know, be a backup big man, go out there and, and chuck up eight to ten shots per game in, in twenty minutes off the bench. I don't see what harm it does. I, but I don't know that that he's willing to accept that. Um, you know, we'll see. I, I would. I still think there's going to be one or two teams that are interested enough to bring him in. Yeah, I think I think that's a possibility um, as well. But speaking of a team that will probably not bring Carmelo Anthony in, um, <laughs> Ken, you have something to tell us about the Golden State well, Warriors? Yeah. So three games last night, one of which was Houston blowing out the Golden State uh, Warriors uh, in the loss. Uh, I really, I love Steve Kerr. I'm shamelessly a Steve Kerr fan going back to living in Chicago when he was playing for the Bulls. But uh, he had a really honest and almost depressing postgame presser where one of the things he, he's repeated was, we're banged up spiritually. <laughs> How many NBA coaches could get away with saying that, by the way? Uh, but it's obviously true. It's been a rough few days for Draymond, uh, the Warriors, and uh, Draymond Green fantasy owners. Um. Just, yeah, terrible effort by the Warriors last night. Their heart was not in it. Shannon, though, there's no reason to trade uh, Draymond Green in fantasy, though, is there? No, in fantasy, hold Draymond Green. But in real life, screw Draymond Green. Oh! Draymond Green, Josh Dumel was right. Draymond Green is not a real man. He is a child. A child. I I used to be, I still am a Draymond Green fan, but his act is tired. He 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 made a boneheaded play. He made the mistake, and instead of owning it, he got he he acted like a child, got upset, and started shouting profanities at their star player. Listen, Golden State fans, I've seen a lot of you on Twitter back Draymond Green. All of you are taking his side over Kevin Durant. You are insane. That team would not have three championships right now if it weren't for Kevin Durant. You would not be a dynasty. That second, that second finals loss that you had, that second finals where you lost, 
That would have been the end of it. Still a good competitive team, but you look at the way the NBA has evolved since then, all of these additional super teams. You got teams like like even the Rockets, who, who manhandled you last night. You have Chris Paul, James Harden, Clint Capella. They always bring in other pieces as well. That team would be better than a team with Curry, Clay, and, and, and Draymond. With no Durant, the Warriors lose to the Rockets last year and don't even make the damn finals. So quit siding with Draymond. Durant has been your savior these past two seasons. And he's going to carry you to a third championship this year. It doesn't matter that he's going to leave after this season. Ah! I appreciate the old man sound at the end, but I think, I mean, I think Golden State as an organization, like they, I mean, that is, was reflecting on the fact that they find Draymond Green a game check, which he's appealing to the, I think the players union, he's really upset about that and they suspending him for a game. I mean, the, the organization pretty, pretty much for the first time has sided against Draymond. I think up until this point, it was always like, oh, this is who Draymond is. He's like this, you know, we, we kind of let him get away with it, but now we might be in a situation where the Warriors are just like like you. They're just, they're just done. Dray, Draymond, in a couple of years, when Draymond's contract is up. Oh, he's going to age badly. He is going to age very badly. In, in two or three <laughs> years, he's going to be a, a better passing P.J. Tucker. All right? He, he is not going to age well at all. And again, yeah. I, I've always been a Draymond fan. I watched him in college. I hope that he gets traded to the Pistons. That would be great. But I still think he's a fool, and he's all in the wrong here. Do we? Uh, what do we? What, what do we think our chances are? The Warriors are able to keep Draymond. I'm uh, not sorry, not Draymond. Uh, Kevin Durant. I it was at like five percent before that for me. Yeah. I already <laughs> thought he was out the door, so there's zero yeah. percent chance. It's just I, there's no way it's going to happen. Durant Durant will have his three championships, likely have three Finals MVPs. He'll go on somewhere else and try to build his own championship team where it's it's just him and he doesn't have to deal with crybabies like Draymond Green. I agree a hundred percent. I think it's I think it's very low percentage. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, staying in the Western Conference and I guess specifically California, Rajon Rondo is out until mid December with a fractured right hand. Uh, Lonzo Ball started, played thirty two minutes on Wednesday, went four of eleven with three assists. I mean, I Lonzo Ball played well when Rajon Rondo was out for that three-game stretch due to, due to a suspension. Uh, he averaged, I mean, you know, he averaged essentially 13 points, seven assists, six rebounds, three steals, and his shooting has improved this year. We know all that, but I mean, do you? I guess do either of you guys think that Lonzo Ball can kind of get over? these those types of numbers as long as lebron james is there or he's on the same team as lebron james or is he going to kind of just be stuck at essentially 13 6 and 6 i think he's stuck i think at at, at what you described but i i actually think you, you never want to see a player get injured but i actually think this is good for the lakers yes meaning let's see how these guys play in november december not in March, February, you know, like there's clearly plenty of upside with ball. Now it's kind of, I didn't quite, I never did understand the Rondo, uh, the Rondo signing, especially when I thought they needed shooters. Um, uh, uh, I mean, clearly they're just doing whatever James wants, (laughs) but the signing didn't make any (laughs) sense. And now let's see how, what should be the real starting five work for this Laker team. So, 
to be clear, stuck at 13, 6, and 6 with with three-pointers and steals mixed in and, and good block totals for a guard is a damn place, good place to be. Like right. He's top 50. That's top 50 fantasy production, uh, assuming his, his percentages are just okay. Um, so I... I love it. I think I think it's this is involves, the shooting okay. I mean, I think we're going to find out. But I, mean, I don't the, know. If the, the free throw percentages are. don't matter because he doesn't take any free throws. Like he only takes like one attempt a game, so it doesn't matter if he shoots fifty fifty percent from the line. Um, and, and the field goal percentage. This pod's going to turn into nothing but old man rants. But go ahead. The field goal percentage <laughs> is up from last year. It's improved. So. I mean, it's not just ball. Ball. I think ball is great. Ball, ball is going to be fine. He's going to be really good with Rondo out. Also, Brandon Ingram's going to be better because it's not going to be another guy off the bench who's playing backup point guard minutes or anything like that. They're going to put the ball in LeBron James' hands. They're going to put it in Brandon Ingram's hands. Those are going to be the guys who facilitate the offense when ball's not running point. I mean, LeBron always does, right? But Ingram played a lot of point when ball was out last year. I think we'll see him kind of lead the second unit a lot now that Rondo's out. So both ball and Ingram are going to see nice bumps here. And if, if any, if you've owned them or if you want to go buy low on those players, I think they're both good targets. Could Hart be the ideal point guard to play with James? I mean, you don't want a ball dominant point guard because LeBron's got to have it. Is Hart, you know, a good enough catch and shoot guy who can also uh, facilitate? I I have not seen as many Laker games as you two. He's more of a Hart's great. He's more of a scorer. I mean, he's going to benefit for, as well. Um, so it'll be, but he's going to be more of a get the ball and score it type of guy. He's not going to be facilitating a bunch um, with the other guys that are around him. Right. Yeah. And I mean, Lonzo Ball is doing well as a as a shooter. Thirty eight percent from three over half of his attempts are three point attempts. Like Shannon mentioned, he doesn't really get to the free throw line, so I think he I think he can fit that role next to LeBron James, even though people thought it was kind of a weird uh, fit at first. Um, but there was a surprise start uh, in Denver, Shannon. Yeah, in Denver, Jamal Murray came off the bench last night. Monte Morris was uh, was subbed in with for the spot start. So don't any Murray owners don't overreact. Um, reports are he was being disciplined for being late for shoot around. Uh, we should see Murray back in the starting lineup. Uh, the game was a blowout. I think Murray only played like 25 minutes or 20, some, somewhere around there, 25 minutes off the bench. Um, that was mainly, I believe, mainly due to it being a blowout. If, if it were a close game, he still would have seen 30 minutes. Uh, but Murray's going to be back in the starting lineup. Um, this, this does kind of highlight Monte Morris as a guy to look out for. Um, Morris has been playing really well as part of their second unit. He's, he's been getting pretty significant run ever since Will Barton went down. Um, so if you're, if you're looking for cheap assists off the waiver wire, uh, Monte, Monte Morris is a guy to consider. Yeah. Yeah. Morris has been, like you mentioned, playing really well as of late, his, his numbers kind of jump all over the place, um, from game to game. So the consistency isn't great. Like if you blame in DFS, it may not work out well, but, uh, over the past five games, he's averaging 11 points, 4.6 assists, three rebounds and less than half a turnover i mean he never turns the ball over um on the year uh he has let me double check here he has 58 assists and seven turnovers so if you're in a category league ratio where yeah category league where turnovers count um he's going to be extra valuable there yeah so i mean like i said it was just a spot start so if you're in a 10 team league there's no reason to run out and grab monte morris 
But if you're in deeper leagues, you know, a deep, deep roster 12 teamer or, or 14 team league, he is a guy who, if you need help with assists, could, could help while Will Barton's out. Excellent. Good insight, Chan. Thank you. Um, okay. The Jimmy Butler trade is finally done. And I thought it was somewhat crafty of Philly to sort of use the Jimmy Butler uh, lineup change to also uh, try to distract in a way to mercifully bench Markel Fultz. You guys, I know, both saw the crazy Markel double clutch free throw, which just made it in the entire state of Pennsylvania wince. Terribly ugly. Guys, what is the career path for Markel Fultz? I don't think it's on Philadelphia. Agreed. Um, I think they're probably going to look to trade him as soon as possible. And that's not even, I mean, everyone is relatively down on Fultz for good reason. But I think him being traded is more just a product of like he just, even on court wise, just doesn't fit with this team anymore with Jimmy Butler there. There's no. You reason. can't have Simmons and Fultz on the court at the same time. That's just two non shooters can't, can't, can't coexist. Right. Plus Jimmy Butler um Embiid's three-point shooting isn't great I mean their their roster is pretty thin in general which would be probably the only reason they would theoretically keep him um also because I have no idea what the return might be but yeah I'd, I think maybe he can end up I mean his ceiling at this point might be low-end starter high-end sixth man kind of a guy but yeah I mean that that double clutch free throw was like honestly shocking it was it was and we've talked about it before I you know, Fultz, what I think at this point, what I think needs to happen to Fultz is a team like Phoenix or Orlando, a rebuilding team that's desperate for some point guard help, needs to just acquire him and put him out there. Let, let him run wild. See if that helps him get get through everything because it's purely mental, in my opinion. Uh, and, and hopefully that helps. Otherwise, he's done. Uh, I, 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 otherwise, he's not going to be in the NBA for more than a, a few years. Yeah, I mean, if he he needs to go back in time as well, when the NBA had crummy TV contracts, and you could play awful, and people wouldn't see. Right. You know, like yeah. like you can't hide in Orlando anymore. You can't hide in Phoenix. You know, there's there, even terrible games and uh, on bad teams in smaller markets get you know second to second coverage. Uh, he needs to go back to the like mid seventies. <laughs> where no one can see him. There was also video that they were showing Butler in Philly practice. You know, it was supposed to be like super positive video, like, hey, here's Butler with his new teammates joking around. And in the background, Fultz was double clutching in practice, more practice free throws. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh, man, what is that? That poor kid's doomed. I mean, if I'm a team like Orlando, does it make sense to just say, here's Jonathan Isaac for Fultz? Oh, um, Isaac. Really, Isaac? For I was going to suggest DJ Augustine. No, <laughs> yeah, no, really. No, no, uh, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I think that actually would help both teams. It gives gives each team what they need. Uh, Orlando needs a point guard. And you think Fultz's value is as high as Jonathan Isaac? I, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. The Magic have way too many seven footers. I don't think Fultz's value is that high. I think anyone who is the number one overall pick still has value when it's only eighteen months after the fact. I can't. I, 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 he, I, Isaac's way too. I can't get behind that. I can't get behind. That. <laughs> you don't think pedigree means anything? Not, 
not in this not specific in apocalyptic situation. shooting scenarios like this. I'm not saying they would trade Isaac for him. I I just I think it's worth I think it's worth a shot. I mean, would Phoenix trade Josh Jackson for Fultz? You basically trade yes. two garbage yeah. draft picks for each other. Like yes. it's not like Isaac's done much, and all he is is he's he's duplicity on that team. They already they signed right. Aaron Gordon well, long term. You mentioned last agree, week. Aaron agree. Gordon, I agree a hundred percent. Aaron Gordon and Isaac agree. can't play together. It it's not matter. working right now. So. To me, that kind of trade makes sense. I don't think they're going to, I don't think they could dangle Isaac and get a, sh- a ton of stuff in return. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and Isaac's been dealing with injuries too. That's another thing to consider. Um, is the, but his three point shot for a guy his size is a thing of beauty. I could watch Jonathan Isaac three pointers for an hour. All right, let's, let's go to our broad topic. We're, uh, we're going to look at free agent pickups, less than 60% ownership. For for ninety percent of these guys, less than sixty percent ownership in Yahoo, um, and these are guys. You know, some of them might be in play in ten team leagues even. Um, so let's start running through these guys. Alex, who's the first first free agent pickup of interest for you? Yeah, I think you can take a look at Wilson Chandler. I mean, with the guys that Philly sent out to get Jimmy Butler, they are incredibly thin um, in the front court, and they're go- once Chandler is healthy. They're going to need him to play 30 minutes a night, uh, which he hasn't yet. He's kind of still been, um, he's kind of still been working back into health. Uh, but he, you know, in the first game that Butler played, Wilson Chandler took 10 shots. Four of them were threes. Scored 14 points. Grabbed four rebounds. I think that's the kind of production, maybe even a little bit more, we can expect out of him moving forward, especially once he trends more towards 30 minutes. I like I, I like the Chandler pickup. I I want to caution one thing is. Like for me, he's not a 10 or 12 team guy. He's a 14, 14 sure. team leaguer. Um, he played 32 minutes per game last year and only averaged 10 and five and a half. Um, Wilson Chandler is past his prime. He's never going to be what he was even three years ago. So to, to me, it's just you have to be hesitant um, in your in your expectations. Just don't. don't an, uh, he's not going to be 15 ch- and seven again. Yeah. A Chandler oddity. No idea why. But on Yahoo, somehow qualifies at both guard and forward. That makes no sense to me, but uh, he does. Um, it helps his fantasy value. It helps his value. That's why I mention it. Yeah, um, Shannon, who do you, who do you have top of your free free yeah. agent pickup list? Shea Gilgis, 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 Gilgis Alexander, uh, rookie point guard slash shooting guard for for the L.A. Clippers. He's been starting the past few, four or five games ever since Avery Bradley went down, and Doc Rivers has already anointed him the long-term starter. Um, we all love SGA. Every, everyone I talk to is in love with him. Uh, lots of length, lots of yeah. overall talent. He, I mean, there was a three-game. He, he put up a dud last night. Don't let that deter you from picking him up. He's 10-team 10, 10 league material, maybe yes. 18 eight teams um, in your league. He's worth it. Uh, he had a three-game stretch before last night's dud where he's averaging like one-and-a-half threes, one-and-a-half steals, and one-and-a-half blocks. He's got that kind of upside. So he's like a what, – what's his ceiling? I was trying to come up with it last night. It's, to me, it's uh, – it's Sidney like, Moncrief. I I think – Sidney Moncrief. Ceiling, let's, let's go with his ceiling as a rookie. Not his long term ceiling. In Dynasty, he's he's got you know uncapped ceiling. He's gonna he's a great player to have in Dynasty League. But in a redraft this year, what's his ceiling? My my comparison yesterday was a rich man's Nick Batum. Like peak Nick Batum. 
like 15, five and five with steals, blocks, and threes. Like he, he do does that. have a nice shot. That's a good actually. I like that comp. I yeah. like Sidney Moncrief as well, but I, I like, yeah, I like the Batum comp. Yeah, nice. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, like Shannon was saying, like over the past 14 days, uh, Gilgis Alexander, 106th ranked player that's in Roto Leagues, um, eight cat. And so, yeah, almost 50% from the field, 13 points, four rebounds, two and a half assists, combined 1.8 steals and blocks, almost a three a game. He's a good free throw shooter, um, which projects well for his three-pointer moving forward if you're in a dynasty league um, and even the se- later this season. So, yeah, he's a guy. Um, he's a, he's a basically a top 100 player right now. He should be owned in, in pretty much all leagues. You know, uh, and kudos to whatever shrink Doc Rivers is seeing to finally play rookie in the starting lineup. I right. wow, some serious coaching of the coach there really occurring nicely in L.A. Um, Ken, you're going to take us to Portland. I am. I have an extremely dull recommendation in Portland, but I'm a sucker for guys that get blocks and threes. I'm going Al Farouk Aminu at only 47 percent ownership. He knows his role in Portland. He hits threes block shots and gets rebounds especially helpful if you need boards 26 and a half fantasy points over the 11 the last seven games per nba score uh, fantasy scoring his percentages are up i don't know if these percentages are going to stay up but write him now while he's hot yeah i mean he's he's always a guy that is sitting on waiver wires like <laughs> yep yeah and but there you know and he's a perfect guy to even if you don't necessarily want to pick him up for your whole season, if he if Portland's on a four game week, he is the yeah, perfect guy. Perfect guy. And you know he's stream. only twenty seven. He looks older. He's only twenty seven. There's still room for improvement. Right and yeah I, and he's he's always dealt with inconsistency. But um, and I'll probably bring this up more times. But last fourteen days, he's the he's the sixty ninth ranked player. Like he's been he on any given week, he can pick up great value. Um, Shannon, uh, take us to Cleveland. I'm go- I'm going with another rookie, Colin Sexton. He is only owned in 43 percent of Yahoo leagues. Here's another guy who I think like 10 10, le- 10 team league material right now. Um, he's he's been he's been plugged into the starting lineup because George Hill is out for a couple weeks, and ever since getting plugged in, uh, Sexton's looked really good. He's averaging 20 points, four rebounds, three assists couple three-pointers per game, shooting a solid 48% from the floor, um, hitting all of his free throws over the past week. That's not many free throws, but but he's hit, he's hit them all. Um, he's just looked good. He's not going to be a big assist guy as a point guard, um, but I think he's running away with the starting job. I, I don't see how the Cavs go back to George Hill after your turns. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. I would assume that they would try to trade George Hill yes. as yeah. soon as possible. Yeah. And then you can start him at the two. You can start both of these guys together. You but can. You're, I don't think Sexton gets removed from the starting lineup when Hill returns. Now, that would George be Hill will be in a retirement home before the Cavs are winning again. So, yeah, deal him. Deal him. Um, I guess we can, we can stick in Cleveland, Ken, because you have, a, you have another guy for us. I think this pod is the only time anyone uses the phrase, take me to Cleveland. Um, I'm going to cheat a little because uh, he's got 63% ownership. But I'm going to say, hey, Larry Nance, starting power forward, Kevin Love out. Uh, I think he's just got double-double upside every night, uh, as well as some decent blocks. Uh, I am biased, though. His brother, Pete Nance, is living on the same uh, 
floor of the Bob dorm room at Northwestern University with my son. So I'm getting Pete Nance updates from my kid. Larry, Na- or Larry Nance Jr., is, he, he's averaging two steals and 2.3 blocks, plus uh, just under a three-pointer per game since being uh, yeah. put into the starting lineup. Threes and blocks, guys. Love him. Threes he's shoot- and blocks. He's shooting really bad, only 39%, but that's going to improve. Um, he's grabbing rebounds, like you said. Uh, he is a very, very interesting player. It's, it's, I only like him between now and whenever Kevin Love returns. Um, but we'll see. Cleveland could also make moves and open up more time for Nance long-term. Um, another guy in Cleveland, Cle- Cleveland's front court that we should mention because he's been on a ridiculous tear, um, Tristan Thompson has been really good. Uh, over the past two weeks, he's the 84th-ranked player on Yahoo!, he, he's only owned in 61% of leagues. He is averaging 13 points and 13 rebounds mm-hmm. over those uh, over the past two weeks. Um, he has had a lot of monster games if you play DFS. Um, right. It's just it's amazing that this is like the best stretch of this guy's career. Yeah, I mean, I mean, DFS, it's, it's been huge. You've been able to give value interest in Thompson for like a week um, straight. And yeah, it's interesting because we haven't really seen too much of tristan thompson aside from lebron james aside from kyrie irving like kevin love we haven't really seen him when he could it's i mean it shouldn't be the case but when he can be a go-to guy on offense at least you know pick and roll guy someone you can feed the ball to a little bit he's going to obviously crash uh, the offensive glass um but i i one quick point about nance i mean the, the cavaliers in general clearly believe in him they excited they signed him to an extension um he's on the books through 2022 23 um these years he's a a rare guy that wants to be in cleveland wants to be in ohio (laughs) right and he's basically 10 million 11 million a year um for that time period and we saw what he could do in la before his numbers are tired in the rafters exactly um so i think i think long term he's a he's a good guy to, to look at and um even right now um i wanted to mention jeremy lamb because he is the starting shooting guard for uh the charlotte hornets um and we kind of knew that since the beginning of the year <clears throat> but for some reason he is only 55 percent owned <clears throat> excuse me but he's the 90 90- i thought you might be getting emotional there i am i am getting very <laughs> emotional because he's the 91st ranked player in the league and he's only 55 percent owned that's stupid um i don't understand why his ownership is so low he is averaging on the season 13 points four and a half rebounds uh, a steal and a half uh, it's three pointer and a half some assists and over the past two weeks he's the 47th ranked player i you pick him up ever you could you could be in an eight team league and pick up jeremy well Lamb. mkg mkg's out with but, uh, but he's not good no, at no, all no <laughs> mkg's out and that's actually helped lamb because i'll tell yeah. you why lamb hasn't gotten picked up because he plays between like 22 and 26 minutes every single game until the most recent game against Cleveland. And that was because MKG was out. They switched up their rotation some, played Lamb some more. I, if Lamb's playing more minutes, I mean, he's been great. He's been very productive from a fantasy perspective, very productive because of the threes, because of the steals, decent rebounds for his position. I just want to see him playing 30 minutes on a regular basis. I think with MKG out, he will. Will he long term? Maybe not, but it doesn't matter because, like you, like you said, he's already been a top one hundred player with with thirty plus minutes per game. He's, he looks like a top fifty, top sixty player. So I, I'm with you. I'm with you. He should be owned in most formats and also qualifies guard and forward uh, on Yahoo. 
Uh, not sure about other leagues, but a little extra value there as well. Yeah, that was as close to that I'll get to an old man rant was just me screaming about Jeremy Lamb's ownership percentage. <laughs> with, a sm- with a tear in your eye. Yeah, tear in the I, eye. <laughs> choking up. The voice cracking, yeah. Um, I've got one more, just Jeremiah Grant starting power forward now for the Thunder. Frankly, that team plays a lot better uh, than they do with is it old man Patterson? I forget the other the guy the guy from the Raptors that's the it's like 110 years old that they yeah, try, keep trying Patterson. to start mm-hmm. Patrick Patterson. Yeah, thank you. Uh, uh, but no, Grant. Uh, surprisingly, some another potential block and three uh, guy. So uh, looking to Grant. Yeah, I like Grant a lot. I've drafted him in a lot of places. I'm surprised he's under 60% owned on Yahoo, uh, especially since he got got promoted to the starting lineup. But like you said, Ken, I mean, three combined steals, blocks, and threes per game. Uh, you know, 11 and five w- with upside for more now that he's starting. Uh, he's To me, he, he's a must-own um, in 10 and 12-team leagues. Uh Top 70 player since he got moved into the starting rotation. Right. Right. Um, Ken, you want to tell us about our friends at DraftKings? Absolutely. As we all know, gentlemen, basketball season is here. Rotowire has partnered with DraftKings for a fabulous deal. Um, you get Rotowire six month free membership for free when you go to rotowire.com slash DraftKings. And sign up for a new account by making a ten or more dollar deposit. Six month access to all the tools and all the sports on RotoWire. That's all the season long, all the DFS, all the NBA, the NFL, college basketball, college football, hockey, golf, UFC, everything on RotoWire just by making a, a new customer deposit on DraftKings. You can play with our DFS lineup optimizer, see all of our weekly rankings, all our premium articles, all the full season draft software, all for just a $10, which you can then enter as well on contest to potentially win more on DraftKings. So go to rotowire.com slash DraftKings and follow the instructions. Disclaimer, eligibility, eligibility restrictions do apply. New DraftKings users only. See DraftKings.com for details. So we're going to get into our DraftKings suggestions. Um, Shannon, do you want to kick things off for us? Yeah, first guy I'm looking at on DraftKings is Knox with the New York Knicks. He's only $4,300. He started uh, the most recent game, and this is under the assumption he's going to start again. Um, he played 29 minutes. It, it was a blowout loss to the Thunder. Um, so that, those minutes could go up if the game's closer. Um, he, he, in that time, he managed to chuck up 16 shots, grab five rebounds, one steal. Not a great fantasy night, 24 points, but I think there's upside for a lot more. There's going to be a game where you know he hits 50 or 60% of his shots, plays a couple more minutes, you know, has 18 and nine or something along those lines with, with some defensive stats. So at 4,300 bucks with 30 point fantasy potential, um, I love plugging him into my lineup. Right. And, um, he, I mean, in games where he plays at least 24 minutes, uh, which we should expect him to at this point, he's averaging 14 field goal attempts, five attempts from three, 
uh, four attempts from the free throw line. His, you know, his field goal percentage isn't great right now, but like you mentioned, if he hits those shots, he's in a really good spot, especially relative uh, to his price. Um, let's see here, Ken. Um, you are also bringing us to a team that resides in New York. Yes, Brooklyn. I'm recommending Joe Harris at 4,400 against Washington. We all saw Chris Levert. Oh, I did it again. <laughs> you caught yourself this time. Yeah, add it to the list, though. We all saw Levert's uh, ankle injury. Um, Hollis is probably out as well for uh, the Nets. Brooklyn needs points. They need shooters. I think Joe Harris is going to get a lot of run. A lot of run tonight versus Washington. Yeah, Harris is a is a great three point shooter. Um, just a guy almost in the Redick vein that can just come off curl screens and just just fire immediately. Um, and he's also a guy you could maybe even pick up um, in some fantasy leagues. He's usually hovers around the top one hundred just because of his three point shooting. Every once in a while, he gets three or four assists. Now, Alex, he is he, the classic cheap threes guy. Absolutely, absolutely, Alex. You like somebody in Brooklyn too. I do. Spencer Dinwiddie, I think, is a is a solid option. I mean, if we have Karis LeVert out, if Ronda Hellas Jefferson isn't there to handle the ball either, um, Spencer Dinwiddie is someone who they're just going to need to play either next to D'Angelo Russell um, because he, you know, D'Angelo Russell can can spot up shoot if he needs to. So can Dinwiddie um, at fifty seven hundred against Washington. I mean, we know Dinwiddie has thirty point thirty five point fantasy upside. He hovers around there often, so. Um, I think that's a fair place to go, especially with all the injuries piling up in Brooklyn. Um, but we can go to Chicago for a second, Shannon. Jabari Parker. Guess who he's playing tonight? Milwaukee. Milwaukee Bucks. In oh, the revenge narrative. Yeah. I, I actually, I, it's purely just that. Um, I, I hate Jabari. <laughs> that, that's all I got. He's overpriced. Yeah. He's I mean, hobbled. He, 57 bucks isn't bad for someone averaging 27 fantasy points per game, but it's not great either. I just think this is, I mean, we'll see. Parker looked like crap when he played against Milwaukee in the preseason. Um, it looked like the Milwaukee had his number. His old, his old teammates were basically laughing at him when he took shots. Uh, <laughs> but we'll see. Uh, I, I just think this is a game where he's, he's going to play with the chip on his shoulder. So I expect a better outing from him than what we've seen the past few games. He, you know, the the blow, the recent blowout. Uh, I think it was Wednesday night in Boston. Parker, he was good when on switches, they had a guard on him, and he would he was posting up, which I had forgot he could do well. But then when the game got fast paced, he was grabbing his shorts and just couldn't keep up. And you're like, oh, come on, man, come on. Yeah, he seemed like he came into the season a little bit heavy, so <laughs> I'm not sure how much of that has has shed by now, but. Um, both of you guys like uh, some talent in Minnesota, but I will let Ken take the lead here. Oh, thank you, sir. Well, Jeff Teague, you know, he is still at a discount because of his injury, but he's back now. I think he had a 14-14 game uh, earlier this week. He's at 5900 versus Portland. I, that price is going to keep creeping up as Teague proves he's healthy and he no longer has to share the ball with Jimmy Butler. Uh, so I just like Teague while he's at this discounted price. Yeah, anyone who who didn't play Teague the last two games um, when he was at forty five hundred and fifty six hundred, we're making a mistake. Um, he's you have to play him. He's I still I feel that way tonight too. Fifty nine hundred. 
Um, he's got a good path to 40 plus fantasy points. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, Derek Rose is my one worry. If Derek Rose returns, which sounds like a possibility, um, that could take away some, some of the usage from Teague. But really, without Butler in town, uh, now that Teague's healthy, I expect him to, to continue playing well like he has past couple games. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's a good way to look at things. I mean, he's he's pretty much their primary ball handler right now. I mean, there's Wiggins isn't running point guard, Covington Saric not doing that. So well, and that that last game um, when Teague had 14 assists, a lot of those came in the first quarter. I think like seven of them, um, and it's because the team were they were just running pick and roll with Towns and Teague every time down. And they kind of went off of that in the second and third quarter. I expect them to stick with it this time. Um, and he could have he could have one of his better fantasy outings of the season. It's one of the higher over-unders of the, of the night as well. Yeah, he can definitely still hit value uh, at 5,900. Um, I'm going to quickly just mention Goran Dragic, 6,200 against Indiana. It's not, it's not anything too special, but Dragic is a perfect cash game kind of a guy at 6,200. He's always around that 30 fantasy point mark. Um, and you know, the, the Pacers might end up putting Victor Oladipo on the likes of Josh Richardson, um, instead of Dragic. So I think it's not going to be a high over under game or anything, but cash games, Dragic is always an option. And, um, I don't think a lot of attention is on him, which is usually the case, but, um, there's been a lot of other guys, I mean, I mean, making noise, um, Ken, you have something you'd like to get off your chest. You know, guys, normally this uh, spot is reserved for the old man rant. But, uh, you know, forget about being angry, dudes. I am feeling young and happy. You know why? It's because Montrez Harrell is my spirit animal. He's a beast, and I love him. I'm staying up late to watch West Coast Clipper games to see Monster Trez outwork everyone. I'm following at Trez24 on IG for big and tall fashion trends. And inspirational quotes, such as, it's a love day, run it back. Especially like the Electa Clown Expect a Circus t-shirt he was sporting the other day. But, you know, most importantly, I've got him rostered in two leagues. Over his last five games, he's averaged 19 points, 7.2 boards, 1.8 blocks, and 1.2 steals from 29 minutes per. Harrell is a beast, and he's still only at 76% ownership. By the way... The L in Montrez is silent. <laughs> Namaste. He he is shooting seventy six percent from the floor over those uh, five games. Uh, good luck keeping that up. But, <laughs> no, he he's great. I, I love. Don't say him. anything negative about my Montrez. I'm a big fan as well, Ken. He gets steals and blocks. He gets out there. He hustles. Uh, he is good. He's just not as good as he's been playing the past five games. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, I mean, at this what, point... What former Piston center does he remind you of, Shannon? He's nothing like Ben Wallace. <laughs> oh, come on! He's a modern-day Ben Wallace! Dude, he's he's ten times the offensive player Ben Wallace Oh, well, that's true. <laughs> that's uh, <a> good... <laughs> I think if Ben Wallace was allowed to, he may have worn that the specific oh, headband. That that headband. Harold, Harold, oh, the, the comp fighting one? Yeah. Harrell went 14 for 15 from the free throw line earlier this year. Ben Wallace. Oh, yeah, it's true. No, there's no way. <laughs> like 55. No, yeah. I remember Ben Wallace with the Wizards. Actually, I take that back. With the Bullets. I believe they were the Bullets when uh, Wallace was there. And they gave him the Detroit like as a throw-in in the Rich Hamilton deal. Oh, one of, the, one of many terrible 
bullets trades. That's why John time. Hammond, as uh, he was the assistant to Joe Dumars back in those days, uh, went on to be a exec with the Bucks, and now he's with the Magic. He has been sneaky about getting those throw-ins on mm-hmm. trades yep. throughout his career. Uh, Chris Middleton's another one who was a complete throw-in um, in, in a Pistons-Bucks trade. The Pistons, he was a second-round draft pick by the Pistons. He dropped due to injury in college. Uh, no one expected him to be as good as he is today. No. And John Hammond was smart enough. He drafted him in Detroit and got him as a throw-in. Um, John Hammond also drafted Spencer Dinwiddie. Uh, wait, was that? Oh. Uh, that might have been after Hammond left Detroit. Whatever. We'll write that one off. Drafted Giannis. Yeah. Yeah, he drafted Giannis. But drafted John, Giannis. John Hammond's a sneaky good exec, and he always he always gets traded. Like Ben Wallace, I promise you, it wasn't just a blind throw-in. They were targeting him. Well, one of the I'm blind for the bullets. Blind for the bullets. Yes, yes. As, as usual. All right, let's cut to all our mispronounced names. Thank you, Shannon, for helping me. I was in the lead briefly, tied for the lead with zero until it just all went downhill. In, at in the my end defense, there. I I asked. There's a question mark after I said that because I knew yeah, I was getting it wrong. That's why I was just calling call him SGA. I just have to say SGA. It's just too darn long. It's just too you know, darn long. It's only long. like half of his name. Awesome. Yes, there's Shay's not. Yes. Effort. Yeah, he's got like there's, two additional names. It's it's I don't know what it is. Uh, we might look it up before the end of today's show. But his name is actually much longer than than what we go with. Looks like Shayvante. Doc Rivers got, got into that. There's, a, there's more words. There's a whole other words. Yeah. yeah. Doc Rivers got into that uh, on the Dan Patrick show yesterday. By the way, that was a great interview. If you can it was. find yesterday's Doc Rivers interview on Dan Patrick so entertaining Celtic stuff Clippers stuff basically admitted the Clippers chemistry was a nightmare which we all know but it was actually refreshing to hear a guy just say it it's because Chris Paul is a dick <laughs> hey all right other names what else we get wrong uh Ken you said Jeremiah Grant uh Jeremiah, it's right? it's Jeremy Jeremiah Grant uh Jeremy, Jeremy uh, and Jer Grant's Amish brother Jeremiah <laughs> <laughs> There should be more Amish in the NBA. Yeah, we, and then, of course, I made my weekly Levert mistake. Right. I'll probably do that again next week. Yeah. Um, well, that'll wrap it up for us, everybody. Thanks for joining us <laughs> um, on the Road to Wire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, presented, as always, by DraftKings. Uh, Ken, take us out of here. Well, hey, for today's quote, we're going to uh, your guys' favorite NBA town, Milwaukee, for the Greek Freak. Giannis said at last year's media day, quote, you guys hear the movie Constipation? No? That's because it hasn't come out yet. <laughs> Thank you, Giannis. <laughs> Attention, passengers. This three-car fantasy train wreck has hit the end of the line. <laughs> Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. 
Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.